0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. I'm Andrew Ivins, joined as always by David Lake. A bit of a emergency instant reaction podcast, kind of coming out of day one of spring practices for the Hurricanes. Um, they opened up, sp- not spring camp, I guess, what is it, just spring football? Spring football. Spring football here uh, on Monday morning. This is our first chance to see not only Derek King uh, but also, Rhett Lashley, Rob Likens, Quincy Roche, um, a handful of early enrollees. David, I'm just going to throw it right at you. Give me your biggest takeaway as we sit in our car outside of Green Tree practice fields.
1: Yeah, so I think, so let's just start with this is what we could see. So the media gets about a 30 minute window, so we can't necessarily see everything, but we get a good snapshot on how guys are looking. Uh, What the coaches, the new coaches are like in terms of attitude and intensity, all that good stuff. And my quick takeaway, I'll start with the coaches. I thought Rhett Lashley and Rob Likens, the new wide receivers coach, I thought they both set a tone of intensity uh, from the get-go. They were definitely not shy about getting on their guys um, when they needed to early in the practice, I think it was within ten minutes of of the practice starting when Rhett Lashley was was uh, you know strongly coaching his quarterback position group, um, which I think is a good thing. I, I'm a fan of, of guys who coach hard, and I thought Rob Lykins also is a guy who's not afraid to coach his players hard. I thought you could tell that you know the tempo of practice is faster on offense um is it anywhere close to where it needs to be no but you could tell they're, they're trying to work at a faster pace on offense from drill to drill station to station and you know we can get into derek king next i thought you know we, we can't really see much he, he's throwing on air mostly from what we can see and most quarterbacks should look good throwing on air and derek king did so what what were your thoughts on derek
0: Um, let's kind of start there. Like again, we don't see much, there's no shoulder pads, no pass rush, but I I go back in my head to this time last year when Tate Martell was here and we stood inside the the indoor practice facility and we were, we were all hyped and we thought this guy was going to be the the answer. And then as you saw him progress through his reads and make more throws, it was like, Hey, I don't know if this guy can throw. Um, and my takeaway this Monday morning after seeing uh, you you said it was 30 minutes I felt like it was like 15 or 20 that that media session is Derek King can throw Um, we got I think like one seven on seven drive uh, with no pass rush so there was just receivers and DBs and and a few linebackers out there and Derek went four of four and it was pretty impressive Um, I thought the coverage was good and he stood in the pocket, again, no pass rush, but he made some throws, put some balls, the ball in places um, that I didn't think he could. And after practice, we saw him kind of just toying around, throwing into a net and, and throwing with some of the receivers. I'm not sure they were. And I was like, this guy is is pretty accurate, and, and he can throw. Um, so we'll see once, once the bullets start flying uh, with the scrimmages and whatnot, but there's definitely reason to be – Pretty optimistic about him.
1: Yeah, so one position group that we couldn't really see too well because they work on the far, far, far side of the field is offensive line. So Tuesday's practice is going to be totally open to the media, and so hopefully after that practice, we can definitely get a better feel for what they're looking like, what the first team, second team, O line groups are looking like from a personnel standpoint. I think. It's, it's important to touch on receiver because I thought uh, Mike Harley, the senior of the group, he definitely stood out to me. He, he looked fast and looked like he kind of knew what he was doing. I thought Jeremiah Payton, the redshirt freshman, looked good. Um, definitely a sudden guy who can snatch a ball when it's in the air. And I thought Mark Pope showed some nice things, you know, tracking the ball, Um you know, when the ball was thrown behind him or when he had to go uh, chase down a deep ball, he showed the ability to do that. So I think wide receiver is going to be a key position to watch this spring. It's one of the reasons why I think Miami wanted to switch their offensive philosophy this year because they wanted to unlock the potential that is there. They, they do have talent there. Um, I think, too, we should touch on tight end. So Brevin Jordan injured in a walking boot. Uh, how long is he gonna be out we'll see Um, and then tight end michael irvin was absent from practice today Uh, our understanding at this point is things are kind of being sorted out no final decision has been made in terms of uh, whether or not irvin is going to continue with the hurricanes or explore other options so we'll see how that uh, goes but that meant Will Mallory was getting a ton of reps at tight end, and, and I thought he looked pretty fast today. Uh, what about on defense, Andrew? Uh, any any quick takeaways there on that side of the ball?
0: Uh, I mean, just two things. With, with you mentioned the tight ends, from from what I've heard, you know, Brevin was spotted in a walking boot. I don't know if it was his left or right ankle. I, I've heard he's not going to do anything this spring. Michael Irvin. Uh, I mean, I would. I wouldn't bank on him being here this spring either. I mean, I don't think it's a done deal, but if his name's in the transfer portal, like, you know, I'm not saying you hear, heard it here for first, but I think that's certainly a possibility, and which, which makes sense. I mean, he's going to be the number three tight end behind uh, Will Mallory and uh, Brevin Jordan, and he, it's his senior season. He probably wants to go catch the ball somewhere, so I don't think you can really really fault him on that. Uh, defensively, you know, Manny Diaz and his – I almost said post game press conference in his uh, post practice press conference spoke very highly of Jalen Phillips uh, Phillips from what I saw. And I was telling you this, you know, they, they do this like tackle circuit where everyone, you know, this is Manny Diaz's is like trademark thing. They practice good tackle tackle technique, but uh, it, it was like Greg Russo in line then followed right by Jalen Phillips and those guys are the similar size and they and they run very well so uh I, i'm interested to see what Jalen Phillips looks like he he moved i mean he he's fast and and he's long and wow i mean you get him and and Quincy Roche who isn't really the biggest lineman out there but there there's some definite potential on that defensive line
1: yeah. And I'll say this after the practice, when, when Manny Diaz was speaking with the media, he definitely highlighted Jalen Phillips for his athletic ability. He, you know, the quote I think was, man, he can really, really run. So, and Jalen's not a small guy. So being able to run at six foot five, 265 pounds or so, that's definitely a trait that should translate into on-field success. Um, guy, I want to touch on, at, uh, on defense that, caught my eye is Avery Huff I thought you know he's a guy that's gonna have to work his way up the depth chart uh, but he definitely showed he, he's put in work in the weight room I think uh, he looked thicker in the arms and shoulders and just looks like a, a college ready linebacker now I think when he arrived in the summer late summer he, he definitely looked on the skinnier side but I think he's ready to Definitely compete for a starting job. So I was, I was uh, glad to see that development, I guess.
0: Um, some recruiting news uh, happened on Monday. Miami picked up a commitment, kind of not out of nowhere. I mean, we had touched that this was a prospect of interest, but Parkland, Stoneman Douglas, top 24 7 offensive tackle, Michael McLaughlin committed to the coaches after practice. He was the only visitor. Uh, well, not the only visitor for the Hurricanes. You can check the site to see who else was on campus. But he was he was the big name that was on campus. Um, ended up giving a verbal commitment to Miami. Uh, and Manny Diaz, like right after practice, I think Mike Harley was meeting with reporters. And you heard this loud eruption on the other side of the IPF. And, and that was McLaughlin uh, committing. I personally think this is a big get for the Hurricanes. Um, Garen Justice, the new offensive line coach, was kind of leading the charge. Eric Hickson. Edwin Pata, all those guys were involved in it. Uh, He's a 6'7", 255-pound offensive tackle. He's that new age. I mean, if you guys watched the NFL scouting combine this past weekend, you saw a lot of athletic linemen that don't carry bad weight. Uh, Michael McLaughlin fits that mold. He's a basketball player. He used to be a tight end. So uh, I think this is a big, big get for Miami. And I know, David, you saw him, I think maybe at Paradise or, or in June. What did you think of him?
1: Yeah, definitely a developmental guy, which I don't think is bad, you know, simply because he definitely needs to continue adding weight and strength. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the athleticism's there. That's intriguing. He's definitely, uh, you know, the, the length that, sh- that you want at the tackle position. Um, so, yeah, I think, look, if you're looking for him to come in and be a guy who's going to compete to crack the two deep right away like a Jalen Rivers... He's not going to be that, but, you know, maybe two or three years down the road, he can be a starting offensive tackle. So I'm a big fan of the take. Um, Nothing wrong with with getting a commitment from a four-star offensive lineman ever at Miami. And, you know, I think big picture-wise, the hope is, you know, maybe this can jumpstart some some recruiting momentum, so to speak, in the month of March. You know, Miami, well, the whole NCAA... uh, is coming off a february dead period and so things were quiet on the recruiting front because of that um around the country and so you know the second day that that contact period kind of opens up miami gets a commitment i think that's a good sign uh we'll see if miami can keep that rolling here through the rest of spring football
0: all right let's wrap things up uh again just an instant reaction podcast we are taping in a car um david since we got spring po- football is here, yeah. the schedule Tuesday, uh, the team will practice. There's gonna be a break Wednesday. They'll practice again Thursday and Friday. Then everyone will go on spring break. So we're gonna have a ton of coverage. But more importantly, we got a special promo um, for not only listeners but anyone who uh, comes across the site. So why don't you why don't you run through that promo real quick?
1: Yeah. So so we have an annual uh, VIP subscription promotion going on right now. I think. Monday through the fifth, I think it ends at midnight, March fifth. The deal is fifty percent off an annual subscription, so that's a year worth of you know recruiting coverage, our insider thoughts on the team and all and all the scoop that's going on with the team and recruiting. I think that runs you for about fifty three bucks for when it's fifty percent off. So. If you're interested, if you're a listener to the podcast and want to jump on board with the website, you know, we have a lot of fun on the message board and I think we give pretty good insight on on where things at with the team. So give us a shot. You'll get a full year. Um, I think this could be a, a fun year for Miami Hurricanes fans. So it's definitely a good time to sign up and take advantage of this deal.
0: All right, guys, we'll talk to you next time. Later.